Rebellious Studio presents the Mind Body Podcast with your host, Maria Angelova. Hi, Rebels. Welcome to the Mind Body Podcast, your rebellious podcast with me, your host, Maria, where it is all about a strong body, calm mind, healing, and fully living. It is my joy to have today with me Dr. Sarah Robbins. Hello, Dr. Sarah. How are you doing? I'm great. It's nice to see you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So Dr. Sarah and I met originally when doing an interview through Authority Magazine, and then we did a follow-up interview, video interview, and I was like, can you come to the podcast? Because <laughs> the type of stuff you do is super cool and so relevant and so complimentary to what I do. And um, before we dive into all that, let's first start by giving people a chance to get to know who is Sarah, not even Dr. <laughs> Sarah, by giving us three words and a little bit of a backstory behind each one to who you are. Sure, sure. I, I love that question. I had to really think about it. And then I asked my daughter what what three words would be that should describe me. And the first one was girl boss. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's, I'm glad she thinks of me that way. Um, yeah, driven. I, I am a very, very driven, hardworking person. And I came from this very humble farm background of just hard work. And I think that that more than anything has given me so much opportunity in life. So driven for sure is one of them. Compassionate. I'm really thoughtful. Um, and that drives a lot of, of what I do day to day just in my life, but um, also professionally. And I think the third one is direct. And somebody said to me, you're compassionately direct. I am very <laughs> honest and maybe sometimes um, uh, overly blunt but but I think that people really appreciate that nowadays sometimes we're not very uh, good in our communication in terms of just really kindly telling people how we feel or or how how we're seeing something or we're trying to hide somehow and and so I think I'm always quite direct in my in my communication I really like that because I'll tell you I come from Eastern Europe and I think it's partially culture. I am quite direct as well. And when I was in the corporate world, every annual review that I had, um, you know, I was exceed, far exceed expectations, but there was always an opportunities for improvement. It was always like, could be a little bit more politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to the point that you made, I think people really appreciate you being direct and honest, because I will tell you, if there was ever a meeting that they needed somebody to speak up, uh, they would be like, get Angelova. And <laughs> I think nowadays we have in some ways become so so politically correct that it's almost, we have almost lost touch with reality. Sometimes it's something doesn't look right. Sometimes something is not correct, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's okay to provide that feedback in a nice way and it's not personal. Um, and you know, I, I always give this example. I don't know if you can relate. I say, that's like your best friend asking you, does this dress make my butt look big? And you say, <laughs> Then you say, yes, yeah. he does, right? You're doing somebody at this favor. You want the truth. It's true. You, you, people want truth. And I think the key around being direct and, and communicating well is doing it with compassion and, and kindness and thoughtfulness and, and regard for others, but still being very straightforward in that communication. Um, yes. People, everyone wants to know where they stand. 
I think so too. And I think it's, like I said, I think it's a disfavor not to be upfront about whatever it is, a relationship, yeah. a project, yeah. personally, professionally. I think long-term, you know, it might not feel uh, optimal in the present moment, but I think long-term it serves, yeah. serves us better. It's, it's kind of about being uncomfortable or comfortable with discomfort. Yes. Yes. Oh, and look at that. That's like the perfect position. <laughs> let's talk about, you're a success, successful entrepreneur. And let's talk about how much have you had to step outside of your comfort zone to get to where you are today? Completely. I, I cannot believe <laughs> how much my life has changed in six to 12 months. I, I, I gave up everything to start well Sunday and to take a different route in my life. And, and I'm so grateful for it. Like it's just, it's night and day, but it's required a lot of really digging deep um, to, to get to that stage and to just really honestly say what drives me, what, it, what, how am I going to make the world a better place? How am I going to show up every single day? And and sometimes you have to be really uncomfortable in that to make it happen. Yeah. Um, tell us, first of all, what led you to take that step of doing something completely different, completely out of your comfort zone? I would assume you're pretty comfortable before with where you were. Yeah, so, yeah. I had a great job. I had a fantastic job. And and the thing is, I think when you when you look at a system, an organization, you always want everyone to perform to their highest capacity, to their highest ability, um, regardless of what their job is. And I was in the endoscopy unit one day and surrounded by all these, all these patients. And I just thought, I'm not giving people my best right now in this environment. I have skills to give that are not being utilized in this setting. The settings very appropriate for lots of things. And I have lots of colleagues who are fantastic and do good work, but I can do this differently and I can approach it differently and I can give something else. And I, I, that realization is what really just pushed me into changing what I was doing in my whole work and just sort of abandoning actually everything that I'd done up into that stage because I thought, how can I do better and show up very differently every single day and and I just thought it it looks really different than what I'm doing now um and yeah that's that's really what led to that that change what has the experience be like I mean yes outside of the comfort zone but like can you elaborate on that like what what have you uncovered about yourself let's start with that yeah well I think that drive um because there's some tough moments when you when you abandon comfort and what you know, and you sort of dive in fully into um, into the unknown, it's having that that drive and just like every single day getting up and and trying again and and keeping going um, is so important. And so I think discovering that in myself and really really knowing that, like no matter what happens during the day, no matter how things go sideways, I always have the capacity to get back up and do it again tomorrow. And, and so learning that drive in myself has been actually kind of neat to, to get comfortable with. Um, I think that's one of the biggest changes that I've had. 
Yeah. Curiosity is something that's been like really cool to explore and, and just learn, like all of a sudden I'm figuring out websites and web design and branding and, and things that like doctors don't do that. And, (laughs) and now I am, and I'm trying to learn how to do all of it. Um, social media, like just so many different things that I never would have imagined. And so just having that curiosity and this desire to learn constantly and, and, and being like really enjoying it. It's not, it's not a chore. It's, it's a joy to get to learn new stuff and to gain new skills. Yeah. I can so much relate to what you said, because when I made my change, I completely rocked my boat. I went from a finance director to a Pilates studio owner of very unconventional change, right? And it was like, wow, now what? And to your mm-hmm. point, I, I just assume people are just going to line up and come use my services. And now I joke that, you know, I have responsibilities from janitorial to CEO. <laughs> exactly. In between, right? It's yeah. things that you just think I'm just going to go and teach Pilates and well, how are you going to brand? Who is your target client? And you're like, whoa, I've never really thought about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're completely the, and I have, you know, I have a undergraduate degree and a graduate degree in business. Like I was like, I got this. And then I was like, whoa, like there's so much I haven't thought about. Yeah. And, and to your point, it's not always comfortable, right? Sometimes you were asked a question and you're like, I don't even know what that means. And having that persistence and drive and embracing the journey, because sometimes yeah. you're like, whoa, that's a big whoopsie. Mm-hmm. And what did I learn from it? Yeah, exactly. And you know, that, that question of, I don't even know what this, what this means, or I don't know what to do with this. I don't know how to do this. That can either make you feel really small and worried and, and back off, or you can choose to allow it to make you curious and to grow and, and how you approach that, that sort of lack of knowledge really changes your perspective on, on everything. And I think it helps you uncover so much of who you are, right? To your point, that's how you discover how much determination you have, right? It's easy to just say, well, I'm just going back to what I know because that's what's comfortable versus I'm going to learn all of this stuff and build the business that I, the business of my dreams, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the business that hopefully contributes. Yes. I think even even more than just your dreams, but like really has a purpose and and a mission and that discover digging into that is hard work but it it's truly the most rewarding thing I think we can do yeah one of the uh, latest episodes I recorded I was talking with my guest about creating and really creating a life your best life but Mm. by you being your best and you creating your best life having that trickling effect of creating a better opportunities for others right Yeah. yeah so um through different uh, venues, like I do movement, you do. So let's talk about a little bit, instead of me saying what you do, you tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got from, you know, working in a physician's office to Well Sunday. Yeah, yeah. well, I specialize in nutrition. I'm a gastroenterologist by training and I specialize in nutrition and gut health. And again, going through this experience with so many patients and this long wait list and, and, it's 20 years of medicine. I can't even, can't even believe that it's gone so quickly, but I found people ask very similar questions consistently. Like we, we have a desire really to, um, to 
move towards a wellness model. I think even though we wouldn't necessarily name it as such, but we're, where we're working on preventing illness, um, treating things very early on, um, and using nutrition and lifestyle choices to fuel that. And I found that my patients consistently had questions that were, you know, very similar that I didn't have time to answer. And I, and I couldn't give them the conversation that they needed. And, and that's kind of where it comes into being a rebel in terms of, of asking yourself, did I show up every day? Did I, what, how can I do this differently? And sort of get around convention. And I thought the only way I can really do this differently is to step outside of the model and step outside of the system to provide a different type of service and a different way of answering questions. So that's how Well Sunday came about. And, it, and it's meant to be that really pragmatic, compassionate conversation that you would love to have if you could just take your doctor for a cup of coffee and have a conversation about a nutrition or a health-related question. And so I've created courses to, to be able to answer that around specific gut health um, questions. And I think that is so important because a big piece and, you know, how I got into the podcast and journalism is I really realized to your point, people were asking the same questions or they were stuck on the same thing. And I realized we really need to create that mindset shift around it all starts with the basics, right? Such as nutrition, such as movement, such as sleep, such as hydration and so forth. Mm -hmm. And that is why I love connecting with people such as yourself, because um, it shouldn't be that complicated, right? It's the basics. But if you do the basics well, they will serve you so well for a lifetime. It's true. It's true. I really love the idea of acting and living with simplicity. Because I think when, when, we, when we do that from a variety of health perspectives, but even our own thoughts and behavior, if you can just keep it simple and straightforward, you resolve so many, <laughs> so many challenges. And I think it's true for health. Like you don't actually have to do a lot of things to be well. You need to eat good food. You need to get enough sleep. You need to move enough. You need good mental health. And you need community and connection. You need other people around you. I think those five things, you know, when we look at all these different models of health and advice and recommendations people give, it comes down to those five things. And so they're actually really simple. And that that's, it just clears up the muddy waters for so many people just to think in, in those terms. Well, you know, when I think, for example, from a fitness perspective, I think a lot of it is, um, you know, the greatest and latest marketing of like the newest workout routine and like the newest gadget. And, and I'm like, you know, the principles of movement have not changed for years, not they're going yeah. to change. Yeah. It's a point of you just moving. And yeah. if you move, people are constantly amazed that, you know, in a lot of cases, let's say back pain, how easy it is to get rid of their back pain without them killing themselves doing some crazy workout. And um, to your point, like it's it's really not that complicated. You just have to do it and you have to be consistent about it because, you know, I'm also not a proponent of the 10 day detox or the 30 day boot camp and then go back to bad habits. It has to become a lifestyle. Yes. yes. And the only way for 
for things to become a lifestyle is if they're simple, if they're easy to do, if they're straightforward. Those are the things that you can consistently put into your routine and, and they're manageable. They're manageable over a lifetime. And that's where you get changes of health outcomes. Um, the the short-term detox or latest gadget or technology is, is not going to get you there. Yeah. And one other thing I'm going to add to what you said, and I'll say, enjoy it, right? So yeah. find yeah. food that you enjoy, find movement that you enjoy, you know, find people who you enjoy, yeah. like yeah. Make, don't make it a chore because I think we have, you know, exercise has become the next thing on the to-do list and yeah. it has to be brutal and it has to be so intense and then you don't want to do it. So it's not serving you well, right? Or you have to drink that smoothie that you completely despise the taste of. Well, likely chances are you're not going to stick to it long-term if you don't enjoy the taste. I don't know if you agree with that. Oh, I absolutely agree with it. I, and, 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 and why also would you want to go through life without enjoying it? <laughs> like, it's absolutely. Finding, and finding joy, again, simple, small things. I think it, it, the quality of your life is dramatically transformed by taking that approach. Yeah. And you know, that's what I tell people is that changing your life really starts with the basics. And if you don't function health-wise optimally, you know, if you're putting garbage in your body, if you're sitting all day long, I mean, your body is not going to have that vital energy to, to function. You're not going to have the same focus. It's going to impact over your life. You're not going to have a good mood. That just, it's just how it is. Yeah. And again, it can just be very simple and, and, and easy, like simplicity and ease. And if we can just enact that in, in so many areas of our life, all across health issues, but also I think in terms of thought and behavior, what's simple, what has ease to it. And I don't mean easy, I mean ease. So it, it's, there's peace in whatever that decision is. I, I think that 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 really helps us to have some joy. <laughs> yeah. If you could give us one nutritional tip, what would that be? I know it's, that's over probably simplifying it, but. Yeah. You know, um, I always say to people, if your grandma didn't make it and you can't spell it, don't eat it. I like that. So just it's simple, straightforward food, whole foods. It doesn't have to be complicated. Okay. Well, so Dr. Sarah, we ha I have to ask you, what is your definition of rebellious? Yeah, for, for me, it really means acting outside of convention. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about that, it's asking myself if I showed up every day. And then not only that, but did I show up in a way that benefited others? Because I think that we can act outside convention, we can make noise, we can choose to do things differently. But unless that has a purpose or it's driven by mission or a goal to serve, we're just kind of making noise. So it's acting outside of convention, but it's doing it with thoughtfulness and purpose. I like that. I like that. And I'll tell you something personal. I have really sent an intent that whoever I interact with, I will in some shape or form support them. And, you know, whether that's a client or a colleague or, you know, whoever it is, mm -hmm. I would like to have a positive impact into their life and their experience. And I think that goes back to what you're saying. Like, how are you showing up? 
Yeah. How are you showing up? And and don't just just act outside of convention or or push authority simply for the sake of doing so, but have purpose and thought in in why that needs to happen. Yeah, I like that integrity with how you show up. Very yeah. good. Absolutely. All right. Do you have a favorite quote that you would like to leave with our listeners? Mm. Quote or saying or yeah. Yeah. yeah in your mind that keeps you going when things are absolutely and this is I I had a very dear friend who had a lot of tragedy in her life like she she just had tremendous resilience and I had a very challenging time in my life and she looked at me and she said Sarah no storm lasts forever Mm -hmm. and it it's so true nothing it no storm will last forever just take a big breath and then move on to the next step and this too will pass this too will pass and the sun will shine again it will yeah dr sarah where can people find you and follow your journey uh well sunday.com is my website and you can find me on on instagram uh well sunday health okay and we're going to share all of that contact information. Well, Dr. Sarah, I'm so grateful that you have given us your time today. Thank you so much for your inspiration and for sharing your uh, tips and tricks for simplicity and e-sweet nutrition. I wish you continued success. And if you guys have any questions, please shoot them out. Uh, and of course, don't forget to make it a rebellious day. Thank <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Dr. Sarah can get enough of those rebellious conversations do make sure you subscribe like and share with your friends